Hey there guys this is Amish Parmar over here and this is Rohan this side and let's get this episode started So I recently came across this it was basically a part of the podcast not an entire episode again Radio Lab listeners if you haven't checked it out yet you should definitely check it out so this uh, episode talked about uh, vaccination right so i think our listeners might get a little bored because we every time bring up this topic of covid and vaccination yeah. but i think it's what the world is facing right what's india facing right now so i think we should talk about vaccination right so we always talk about what is the efficacy of a vaccine right the two vaccines which are being given all across the country i don't know their names i don't remember them but they have some efficacy right so rohan do you know how these efficacies are calculated firstly i know the names of the vaccines that are being given in india first is covishield next is covaxin covishield is made by astrazeneca and oxford university covaxin is made by bharat biotech uh, efficacy how is efficacy measured you take 200 people say for example actually you take thousands of people but for our example let us assume we take 200 people then out of those 200 people 100 people you give the real vaccine and the remaining 100 people you give some vitamin ka injection which is a placebo which is not really the vaccine and then you just wait and watch how many of those vaccinated and not vaccinated get infected and then you take out the ratio so say for example if uh, 100 people from the group which got the vaccine got infected it means the vaccine does not work at all so it's 0% efficacy whereas if no one from the people who have got the vaccine got the virus the vaccine is working amazingly well so it's 100% efficacy yes correct so that's how actually the efficacies are calculated so what that episode of that podcast uh, talked about is that the 200 people to whom you are giving those vaccines even they don't know what they are getting is it the real vaccine or is it the placebo and not even the researchers or the people who have made the vaccine know it is after that the vaccine has been given and then the person who has been vaccinated either the real vaccine or the placebo gets the virus then they check through their database to see if that infected person was from placebo or the real vaccine group so basically if you think about it the people who are getting the placebo they are kind of sacrificing themselves for the sake of others or the, for the sake to just test how efficient or how good is the efficacy of the vaccine so do you think it is justified to test in some ways you are testing humans for these uh, you know it's you get what i'm trying to say yeah i think it's been it's been so long we have recorded <laughs> the episode i am not able to phrase it very nicely both of us are shaky <laughs> today yeah <laughs> firstly i've listened to this episode that you're talking about secondly i think i can rephrase whatever you were saying and whatever you're trying to say in our example we took 200 people right 100 people get the actual vaccine 100 people do not get the vaccine but they're given some injection and out of this 200 people no one is told are you being given the real vaccine or are you being given a placebo which is just maybe say some vitamin uh, liquid or something no one knows if they are getting their vaccine or if they are getting the uh, vitamin liquid or anything now the ethical dilemma here is if the vaccine works say the vaccine which you have actually developed is amazingly well and it really really helps people to not become covid positive if that's the case you had the vaccine in your hand right even then 
you were choosing to not give the real vaccine to 100 people and as i said 200 we just took as an example right in actuality these are like 30 40000 people so around 15000 people even though you have a working vaccine although you do not know that during the trial so you might have a perfectly well a perfectly working vaccine in your hand even then you're choosing to not give that vaccine to around 15000 people per trial per vaccine just because you want to get the data correct and you want to just check if this works in real life so as you said right they are like the guinea pigs of the rest of the world so my response to this is i don't think it's unethical or i don't think it's wrong because you don't know if the vaccine works or not now the other side of the story could be this vaccine is really really fatal for people with a certain blood group or people with certain disease or people with certain type of diabetes etc etc so you don't really know whether this vaccine is full proof 100% safe and works very well so yeah, i think that's okay so if something goes wrong the other story could be even though you had a very fatal vaccine a vaccine which is not good for humans even though you had that vaccine and you could have given that to 200 people instead of giving that harmful vaccine to 200 people you only gave it to 100 people so that's the other side of the story if the vaccine is found to be harmful in any way uh, so i think it's okay um, i think it works i think instead of doing all this we could have just totally skipped the phase 3 trials and directly went ahead with the challenge trials you know about challenge trials right no i do not know what those trials are but before we move on ahead to that what i wanted to say is it doesn't matter how you look at it at the end of the day you are sacrificing half of the lives right aren't you yeah even if the vaccine is harmful you're giving the harmful vaccine to 50% of the people fair and when you are creating the vaccine at least theoretically you are sure that okay this vaccine should work you are doing the experiment to check it if it actually works with a working population with humans but at least theoretically the scientists are sure right ki acha this vaccine will work now let's do a trial and check out how efficient the vaccine is is it 50% 80% 100% we don't know that but we are sure that obviously it is not 0% efficient hopefully our scientists are not that bad and you are not only using humans as guinea pigs that is true obviously the the people who take part in these trials are uh, you know they have this uh, some i'm hoping that they are participating in this trials voluntarily and they are chosen they have some criteria to choose obviously you cannot choose uh, i hope they do not choose teenagers and elderly people they choose no they have to acha they have to choose them see as you said right every vaccine has a potential to be a great vaccine because of computer simulations and all the research that they have put into while making the vaccine right so every vaccine has the potential to be an amazingly well working 100% efficient vaccine However, I think the trials are more about do we know the safety of that vaccine, and to check the safety of that vaccine, you have to just administer, inoculate people. You have to inoculate teenagers, elderly people, people with diabetes, people with heart conditions. Only then, after checking for its safety across age groups, across diseases, I think then you can inoculate the masses, right? So I think phase three trials are more about checking for the safety as well, and see whatever you develop, any medicine, any vaccine. there's always going to be a person who is going to be inoculated first that person is the guinea pig so i think there's no way around it if you have to make something for humans it will have to be tried on humans first and those people are going to be guinea pigs i think the ethical dilemma is just taken care of by taking consent from the people and just briefing the people and making them aware of what they're getting into if that's taken care of which it generally is uh, then i think everything is fine So would you be comfortable to be a part of this guinea pig experiment if given the chance 
What's your guess? It doesn't matter what I guess. I want to know your answer. That's the reason I asked you to guess because uh, I'm surprised that you don't have a guess. I'm obviously not going to do this. I'm just a guess person. Never ever am I going to be the person who's testing for a medicine or a vaccine. So then basically <laughs> this is not fair, right? Like you are <laughs> I think if someone asked me to be a part of a trial, I would readily do it, but uh, now i am not really uh, you know my grandparents got vaccinated my mom got vaccinated and now i think in a couple of months the vaccines will roll out to all the people of the country and you and i will have to get vaccinated but i am not very sure about uh, getting vaccinated myself because i have heard that they have skipped the third uh, trials or something i am not really sure about that let's forget about that let's come back to the psychological topic at hand so you said you won't be comfortable uh, being a part of the trials Correct. and what about would you be comfortable to let your child be a part of these trials like no. you said na they are they are acha so you don't even want that no yeah correct which parent would want their child to be a guinea pig yeah i mean ch- children is a little tricky because ideally it should be the child who is making the decision for herself himself however because they are children they cannot take the decision for themselves and the parents will have to take but i think there are people who are like they have something in them maybe it's heroism maybe it's altruism i don't know some people just have it in them and hence i was talking about challenge trial right instead of going through this long procedure of doing phase 1 phase 2 phase 3 trials there's something called a challenge trial where you intentionally give someone the virus after you vaccinate them in these trials what do you do is you give 200 people so you give 100 people the vaccine 100 people the placebo and they go about their lives as usual and they just let the virus do its thing right agar ho gaya kisi ko infection to ho gaya and then they will check right however here in this case in challenge trial you purposefully give them the virus after you give them the vaccine and then check ki ye kaam kar raha hai ki nahi when you do this then you have to sample very few people and the time scale reduces very very much so vaccine uh, phase 1 phase 2 phase 3 trials took almost a year whereas challenge trial would have done it in 2 3 months so yeah, i think challenge trials would have made much more sense I, again the world had problems with the ethics of the challenge trials and the question you asked was would you allow your child and which parent would allow their child so i was saying that some people are just innately heroic altruistic i don't know what to call them different people might have different reasons some people might have lost the lives of their loved ones say for example if someone's parent dies because of the covid infection then they feel like okay i need to do something about it so they can't go back to college and study virology and they cannot study public health again and they might say ki okay this is one of the ways i can contribute to this problem so that other people's loved ones do not suffer the same fate i think if someone can take the decision for themselves i think these are the same people who can take the decision for their children as well yeah so i think that's your answer no i'm not really convinced and i'm not really sure that you have the right even as a parent you actually have the right the legal right but i don't think so any parent would they wouldn't mind being the guinea pig themselves but i don't think so any parent would let their children i'm not talking even about teenagers i'm talking about toddlers 4 5 years old and they wouldn't want their children to be the guinea pigs this i'm not able to digest that i know the population of the country is very vast and we might get a few hundred parents to agree to this but uh, i'm still not very sure if a parent would voluntarily let their child be see the question i'll ask you is if you had a very young child would you want a vaccine to be developed for that very young child yes of course so yeah, i think there are some people who 
want that vaccine to be developed for their own child and hence they are okay with the risk that comes with these trials so just an extension of yes i want my child to have a great vaccine and add some altruism to that feeling not just my child i want the entire world's children to have this vaccine and for that someone has to come forward let me come forward so at the end of the day the vaccine is for his or her child only right just that they are brave enough courageous enough to take that a leap of faith and take that risk whichever is associated with the trials of that vaccine okay that makes a little sense but i don't think so i would be able to do that continuing with this topic what really baffles me is that the placebo and the people who are getting the real vaccine is just a factor of luck right that which group do you go to of course it is equally likely that you go to the placebo group or the vaccine group but it doesn't mean that if you go to the vaccine group you are 100% going to be not at risk there is some risk involved there as well but i think there are more risks involved in the placebo group compared to the vaccine group right so this idea of luck is something that scares me a little bit does it scare you as well no i think you cannot say anything about any group maybe you get the vaccine and you have a severe side effect and that could be fatal or you don't get the vaccine and you get the virus itself and then you die because of the virus so i think both of them have their own dangers by itself any group you go into it's dangerous i think and hence you need those risky courageous people to go and register themselves for these trials so i think both of them are equally risky okay ha huh, correct and one final thing regarding this question that i had in mind consider the case of covid as the example and humans developing a vaccine for covid right so suppose for example there are some people who have gone through the trials and uh, they don't know that they are in the placebo group or the vaccine group and i think many of the people who go into the trials don't even know the concept of placebo i think i may be wrong the they explain it right i think they explain yeah. it they do explain it but i think people who register for the trials are kind of optimistic and they think or they might think that they have got the vaccine only and not the placebo i don't know why but this is the thought that came to my mind and the reason can also be that suppose they think that they have got the vaccine but in actuality they have got the placebo and what might happen is that they might start becoming a little more careless thinking that they have been already vaccinated so the virus can't touch them because of that carelessness they either you know contract the virus themselves and even spread it to their family so i think that is what in this particular case of corona might be a little dangerous as well yeah i think Firstly yeah there's a possibility that because someone has participated in one of these trials they feel like okay now i'm safe and now i'm free to do whatever i want to do however i think it's the job of the researchers who are conducting the research and the trials to explain them clearly and sternly that it does not mean that you're safe now and it does not mean that you cannot follow the norms prescribed by the government this is the job of the researchers and the people who are conducting the trial and uh, even after that if some people are unable to follow the instructions given by the researchers i think then people from both the groups are likely to behave in a similar way right so i think as long as they don't know which group they belong to is the same for both the groups and hence whatever numbers you get are anyway going to be accurate because you're going to take a ratio of both the numbers yeah that's all from this topic of vaccination and coronavirus at least from my side Okay let me ask you a different question on the same topic 
nowadays many discussions are about which vaccine should one get so say for example you have six vaccines do you have a preference over okay i want this vaccine over that vaccine and why see first of all for the sake of the argument you said we have six vaccines but there has to be something different amongst those six right so i'll need the details yeah so i'll tell you na generally our uh, astrazeneca vaccine which is the covishield vaccine it will have 60 to 70% of efficacy our bharat biotech vaccine which is covaxin it has around 81% of efficacy then the pfizer moderna vaccines they have around 94 95% efficacy yeah i think that's the number most of the people look at and then the number of patients who get infected after taking a vaccine how many of those end up in a hospital that number is zero for all the vaccines and how many of them die because of covid after taking the vaccine that number is also zero for all the vaccines and then there are some vaccines for example the indian ones covishield and covax they are to be taken in two doses covishield should be taken after 6 weeks covaxin should be taken after 4 weeks moderna and pfizer i think are only one dose i'm not sure though so number of dosages also varies so if the people who are vaccinated do not contract the virus after getting vaccinated if this number is zero for all the vaccines technically it shouldn't matter but the next criteria comes to be which is the vaccine which has the most efficacy like logically thinking so people would go with the vaccine which has the most efficacy but i think i think when it comes to vaccinating countries as large as india it isn't upon the citizen to choose ki okay i want this vaccine or this vaccine you're not going to an ice cream shop to have an ice cream you should just get vaccinated with the vaccine which the government is going to give you or if you don't want to get vaccinated just don't get vaccinated don't be choosy okay that you go to a vaccination center and ask okay is this for example co vaccine no no i don't want that i want the other one i don't think so you should do that i laid such a nice trap for you and you did not fall for that trap uh, yeah generally the people will say that whichever is the highest efficacy i'm going to take that vaccine and then you said ki no no you should not do that you should take whichever vaccine is available to you and it's a little difficult to juggle with right jiska zyada vaccine hai that is better and because that is better i'm going to take that right the logic is simple and makes so much sense however that's a trap because usse farak nahi padta right do you get covid or not that's not the problem what the problem is after getting the virus do you end up in hospital do you have severe symptoms do you die because of the virus that number is great for each and every vaccine like none of the people who get covid after vaccination die i think that's the most important number right so even after you take any vaccine and you're not dying because of a disease i think it's a win win situation and even then i was not really convinced even then if you give me an option i would say no jiska efficacy zyada i would rather have that vaccine and then i think there was this analogy on facebook which hit the point home for me and that was a person is drowning in a river and there is a person on the on the banks and he throws a what do you call uh, was that jo orange color ka circle hota hai ha the what do you call it <laughs> the tube the yeah, circular float, tube floating device float floating tube ha yeah. floating device yeah, so some 
some float tire floating tire uh, some floating tire this person on the river bank throws towards the person who's drowning and then the person who's drowning says no no this color i don't like i'll wait for the next one like it does not make sense right whichever you get because it's an emergency situation you could die and it's serious you should take whatever you get you should not say ki no no milko orange color ka wo tire niche i want a uh, blue color ka tire something like that. i think that hit the point home for me and then i was convinced yeah, you should take whichever vaccine you get but uh, since we are at the topic of vaccines uh, when you get listed to get your vaccines will you be comfortable taking them i think you will be because you are just waiting to get your vaccines and then you can go out and eat and do whatever the hell you want and not control yourself like you generally do when we meet yeah i've told you several times like yeah. the moment i'm offered a vaccine <laughs> i'm just going to go and take it right away but still that doesn't make you completely immune right it doesn't make completely immune but then the likelihood of me ending up in a hospital because of covid uh, that's almost zero that's good enough so basically you, what you are saying is once you get the vaccine you will obviously not completely stop taking the precautions but you will be a little more carefree and start eating outside food and all those things right yeah firstly for example if i get the vaccine while i am a teacher of my students i think i can just go and teach in small small groups i can go to individual houses and teach if need be ek ek ghar pe ja ke sikha sakta hu main that's one thing and if if you want an answer outside the context of work i think uh, one thing which i have really missed is going to a restaurant and eating i think it's not safe right now because everyone takes off their mask everyone is talking everyone is laughing generally it's inside a closed room where the air circulation is not that great so i think i'm uncomfortable of going in a restaurant and eating uh, i think after the vaccine i will be comfortable doing that so it has been over a year a little over a year since the lockdown because of the coronavirus had been imposed yeah and the, obviously the lockdown has been lifted but you still haven't been to any restaurants i suppose yeah and i'm telling you the food is not the central theme of any restaurant right because i've had great food like my mom makes very tasty food and these days we also get some food outside here and there that's not equivalent i think the experience of going there with your friends with your loved ones and having a great time talking about things i think that's the central idea of going to a restaurant which i really really miss but then i think it can also be compensated by just meeting friends and not eating but then i think going out and eating was a very good excuse to meet right now what you have to do is let's just meet for no reason i think that's a hard sell whereas saying hey i've got a job let's go and party and then four people get jobs in four different months and you go for four different outings within within those four months also two people will have their birthdays and then that gives you a reason okay it's my birthday i'm giving a party let's go to a restaurant i think that becomes a very easy sell and very easily people start meeting now what's happening is hey we've not met for a long time let's meet and that's a little difficult for people to <laughs> travel long distances for yes i recently came across this post which is in marathi and my marathi is not that good the meme was more effective in marathi but the meme goes like i am this kind of person who is like since i'm outside let me just have some food and then go home hmm, yeah so I, i totally am that kind of person but recently in the past couple of weeks i have started you know working on my diet so i am controlling <laughs> outside food and preferring to eat at home but yeah 
I'll tell you another category. Another category is you are just working together and uh, you say that you are So let's go to a KFC, Pizza Hut, Domino's or whatever. I think I've had that urges when I was working, working with my co-teacher Sion. But I could not say him, let's go and eat out because I was... I did not want to. I, I mean, I wanted to, but I did not want to. That kind of thing. So I think right now that also cannot happen. I think even when friends meet just for no reason, I think that generally ends up happening. Like, we have walked for two hours, let's go and eat somewhere. I think that also is not, it does not happen very naturally now. Because there will be some party poopers like me who will say no. <laughs> so what's the strategy that you are talking about? Strategy, not category. Achha, category. I, I I heard strategy or yeah. something. I, I got excited ke, okay, I'll get to know some strategy which will keep me from fast food and let me control my weight or something. But okay. Yeah, if you want strategy, <laughs> I mean... I have one good strategy from you only. I learned it from you. Become a vegan for two months, that way you can't eat shit. <laughs> <laughs> true, true. I mean, you, you directly cut paneer, cheese, milk, yeah. <laughs> you cut everything. Like, no food item which is vegan and not healthy for you. Everything which is vegan is healthy. Fair, but I don't think it works that way, you know, because then you hog on vegan things. You will bring snacks which are vegan and you will keep hogging on them. For example? Whatever, I mean, I don't I don't remember anything. For example, dry okay, fruits, like, dry fruits, lelo, chips. Lelo. Uh, chips are not that good, but dry fruits, I think any amount, it's not a problem. It's a healthy alternative, but it's not going to help you reduce weight though. Uh, I think it's not going to help you reduce weight to that extent, yeah. Weight reduction, I feel it's impossible, firstly. But if you're very, very motivated, then you will be able to do it. But then you'll be able to do it for two, three months at the most, one or two years. After that, you'll go back to your old habits because it takes a lot of willpower and you have limited willpower. And after two, three years, again, you'll come back to your original weight. So I think weight loss and all is just a myth and just does not happen. Unless and until you have a very small lifestyle change or a few small, small lifestyle changes that you do, like doing a big change in overall of your diet, I think that never works. At least it's never going to work for me and majority of the people, I don't think it's going to work. So a small step could be, uh, I go from station one to station eight for uh, my job every day. Instead of going from station one to station eight, I'm going to go from station one to station seven every day and from station 7 to station 8 I'm going to walk. So that's a very small change and if you do that for 2-3 months I think that is going to lead to change. I think the most effective way is just exercising every day but exercising every day again I think has its own problems. You need a partner to be motivated enough to do it every day etc etc. I think a good alternative to that is playing a sport. I've realized the amount of calories I'll burn in a gym versus the amount of calories I'll burn on a playground I'll burn more calories in a playground and I won't even notice it all the time I'm working out in the gym I'm just crying and I'm just feeling very bad uncomfortable horrible whereas when I'm on the playground I've burned more calories I'm also enjoying it so I think playing a sport consistently not thinking much about weight loss I think that is also good and about diet also, diet is also very important, right? <laughs> I think I can never control that unless and until I'm very busy. As soon as I get busy, I don't have the time to think about how hungry I am and I'll just keep working and that's how I'll lose weight. So nowadays I'm a little free. Again, I started gaining weight. I'll be the judge of that when we meet. Yeah. <laughs> mm.